and welcome to Superman's Beer Podcast. Number 255. 255. Feels like a good number, Steve. What was the fact last week for 254? Uh, no. Nobody bothered. No. Well, here's an interesting fact. After On level 255 of Pac-Man, it becomes unplayable. Wow. Good fact. Thank you. Generally impressed by that one. Yeah. No, I'm feeling quite smug. Um, how was Mr. What's-His-Face-Goes-To-Ghost-Goes-To-Somewhere? Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. I must admit, I was looking forward to this one, and then I noticed this is a Passion Fruit Pale Ale. Oh, good. I love Passion Fruit. Yeah. I love Thornbridge. Who are these? This is Amundsen, Bagari. Um, have you had anything from Amundsen before? I don't think so. Apparently, they are Oslo's biggest brewery. Ah, uh, Norwegians, don't trust them. I've actually had a beer, had an IPA from them before that was pleasant. So I found out um, from sources unnamed. Unnameable, okay. Yeah, that Norwegians are like the Irish joke of uh, the, <laughs> the Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't I, I worked quite. I'm fairly sure Finland and <laughs> Scotland. Okay. Yeah. And I think Sweden think that they're in, but I haven't found out who Wales is. Maybe the Danes. Are, if you maybe the it's actually Danes or um, yeah. uh, Swedes and Welsh English. If ones, you talk to the other way around, would they all all read no, like this? Yeah, yeah. I kind of I, I was speaking to somebody from um, uh, Denmark, and they were saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." They yeah, definitely they, are. They, they, everybody agrees that the Nor- <laughs> the Norwegians are the 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 Irish joke. Oh, uh, so I got. I can tell you a joke if you like. A, a <laughs> Swedish joke. <laughs> so Swedes driving along in the car in the, the snow and the ice, and this car comes from nowhere and just hits it on the side. And the guy gets out and he goes crazy at this guy. And this other guy is a Norwegian. Okay. And he's shouting at him. He's like, "Oh, I'm so angry at you." He says, "I'm, I'm draw a circle. Do not come out of that circle. Um, I'm going to phone the police." So. Draws this big circle and the Norwegian stands in the circle. Okay. And he goes... <laughs> and the Swede goes, what are you doing? That, what, what? This is not funny. And he loses his temper and he picks up this, cr- this crowbar he's got in his car, smashes the headlights on this Norwegian's car, and the Norwegian goes... <laughs> so then he smashes all the windows on the car with the crowbar, and the Norwegian goes... <laughs> He went over me, what are you laughing at? He said, what you don't know, I've stepped out this circle three times while you've been smashing my car up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, ah, the joys, the joys. Um, So, Oslo's (laughs) biggest brewery. So they started 2011 as a five hectolitre brew pub um, and they've gotten bigger. Do you know why it's the biggest one though? Because in Norwegian, this can will probably cost you about forty pounds. Because wow. I once went out in Oslo and tried to get drunk, <laughs> and I it. didn't have enough money with me. Wow! Yeah, a beer is just. And you're uh, usually good for that stuff. Everything's crazy expensive in Oslo, mm. but beer in particular. They do the booze cruises where they'll go to Finland and Denmark oh, yes. and stuff stock like up. boats. And those places up. aren't exactly cheap places to drink. No, no, but it's a lot cheaper than. The wow. Norway. But then I'm saying that the average wage in, like, a barista wage in Oslo is, like, a £45,000. Wow. Yeah. 
Blimey. So they get paid a lot. And if you're a barista in this like, country, do not listen. Yeah, yeah. But then if everything... If, it will cost that much beer's more. beer's going to cost you a tenner when you go out. Yeah. Like, it's, you need that more money, so... Wow. So, what do you know about them? You've pretty much heard what I know. Um, oh, he's got an exploding can. Uh, this is the big gulp cans with the, the huge top. Yeah. Um, I, let's talk about branding for a minute because I actually quite like the branding. I can take the branding on their... They haven't their done o- branding for a while. Their Ocean's IPA actually yeah. made me go and pick up a can because it really it stood out for me. And this one, again, I quite like that. The colours, they stand it's out. It's pretty distinctive and I don't, I'm not keen on the font if I'm going to be uber yeah. critical. I think the font is not so much fun. Um, but yeah, I like the pale blue and the, the pretty bird on it. The pretty parrot. Who's a pretty parrot? Um... Big gulp cans, opinions, please. Um, I'm not totally convinced because I don't really want to drink from a can. Yeah. I can understand there are occasions where you need to. Train beers. Yeah. But running away from the police. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't necessarily see that. It's, for me, it's not a big buying consideration of I'm really looking forward. To, I've got to have a train beer. I'll definitely have that big gulp can rather than Well, I normally take a glass with me with my train beers as well because yeah. that's the kind of person I am. But they are good, Roland, because we're married now. Look, I've got a oh. ring on. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stephen Roland's marriage podcast. Help me. <laughs> Gary's going to have to be the bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd love to see him in a bridesmaid's dress. Now, that's the funnier joke. Yeah. Um, so, why? What, what do you think about passion fruit, big boy? I don't mind passion fruit. Um, yeah. I think, as with you, my feeling on lots of these things, it's about how much of it you put into a beer. Yeah. I think passion fruit, though, is something that you so often see in hops yeah. kind of come through that, you know, and, and, and in like those, in an IPA, I, I've often used, oh, this is really passion fruit, without any passion yeah. fruit added. So I guess the danger is of just overpowering that. I, and I think, yeah, I think for me, passion fruit is one of those flavours. As with a number of other fruit ones as well, where it's just very easy to overplay that yeah. when you start to add fake ones, yeah. because those hops really will reinforce it. Well, they also they kind of they tend to use um, purees and things, don't they, more than I like do. Uh, fresh ones. And with I understand why. I mean, yeah, I can imagine having a a big hole. And, and sometimes those actually give you better flavour. It's all about. But it tends to be a little bit more the, artificial. You know, like I find Sometimes. the puree's a little bit kind of like sugary and a little bit kind of you know sickly it's, sweet kind of thing. Whereas I think know, it definitely depends on finding the right one, and there's a lot of craft. Like when when I see a really good beer that is a flavoured beer, but where they've done a really good job with it, like that requires a lot of skill to get that right. Mm. And as we've always said, it I think you know a shoulder is good. You know, a mm. a, a soup song. Um, so what do you think to this touch, one? Gentle touch of hand. Um, I haven't really took a big gulp yet. <laughs> so this is four point seven percent. I like that. Passion fruit like pale. Percent. Um, I, I was a little bit wary from the can, if I'm honest. Like I, I, I don't think I'm such a big fan of the branding as you, and it kind of like was like, oh, you know, it's pretty enough. But it, yeah. But actually, I, I, I think I quite like it. Um, I think it's it's very diff. It's almost a sour more than an IPA, like in taste. Yeah. Um, I'm sure in its 
brewing and all the rest of it. It's not, but I think that that, that it's got so much passion fruit in it that it's almost made it into a, a different style of beer. I agree. Yeah, which I, I, I'm I, not a fan of because I don't like being lied to. Um, in people who lie, go to hell, and burning the fires for eternity. Um, but I'm saying that I love a sour. I love an IPA. Passion fruit is probably my favourite of all the fruits. Okay. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a massive passion fruit. Do you know there's only 24 calories in a passion fruit? When I was on a <laughs> diet, they kept me sane. Because they give you that sweet sugar rush, but they're 24 calories. Okay. Um, but no, I, I, do, I really do like passion fruit. And, and I do like passion fruit, not added, but uh, IPAs that taste of passion fruit. Mm. So this should tick all my boxes. But I'm a little bit disappointed that they've told some lies. It's a pale ale. I can, like, it's not super bitter. No. Which is fine because that passion fruit does give it some acidity that mm. works to balance it. Yeah. I think. So last time I had one of their beers, it was a straight IPA, and I went that was nice. It wasn't exceptional. Yeah. But it was nice. Yeah. And this is probably continuing that trend. Mm-hmm. If I was in a bar. In, in Oslo and I was busy scared at how much money I'd just spent on dinner yeah. I would have this and go yeah this is pleasant is it worth £20? probably <laughs> not but you know it, it's not it's not a bad beer no I don't think it's exceptional wow exciting beer yeah I think I, I think I'm ready to go I, I, I kind of I, t- I tend to agree that if this were just a IPA on its own without the grapefruit mm-hmm. I don't think I would rate it as highly because okay. I think the passion fruit actually adds some complexity to yeah. it but I'm a little disappointed by the calling it a pale ale because I think it's, I think if they called it a sour I would have been much yeah. happier because if they, then I would be I, I would probably be going eight and a half um, because I do, I am enjoying it. I think it's it's a, it's a tasty beer. But because they they t- they told me a little bit of a fib, not on okay. purpose. They, they won't burn in the fires of eternity forever. But they may get a little scalded or be a little warm. Uh, I am going to go. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm stuck between two. I'm going to go seven point seven five. Oh, oh, because I can't. Oh, no. Because I can't choose between seven and a half and eight. We're inventing even um, more. Yeah. This is terrible. But, but I kind of like it. I do yeah. kind of like it. Do you know one day well, somebody's going to go through all these podcasts and they're going to rank all of our beers and, and yeah. then this one is going to be... Oh, oh, and the worst bit is we're going to find a whole load of stuff we thought, I love that. Oh, that's quite low down. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, one yeah. of the stuff we went, I didn't really like that. Oh, that's very high up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the reason you shouldn't look back at your own tapestry. Well, a lot of the reason is because we, we, we don't want to hurt uh, Evil Gordon and Matt's feelings, is it? we? No, I don't want We'd to. Like, I do, <laughs> but I don't want to. That many things in life. It's not something I set out to do. So I was at a beer festival on. Do you rate? No, no, it matters because I was at a beer festival on at the weekend on Thursday, on Friday, Saturday, and I was helping out behind the bottle beer bar, mm-hmm. and fruit beers, uh, fruit pale ales, they're a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, had people come up to the bar going, "Have you got a fruit a fruit ale for me?" And things like Bloody Hell from Beaver Town, um, the Acid Alpha State, uh, I think Acid State from um, the new one from Track is really nice. Like, there's a whole series of people coming out with relatively lowish percentage pails with fruit in, 
and they've got a market and I hadn't realised quite how established this was as a style and a thing that people are really mm-hmm. jumping into mm-hmm. um, this is definitely in that style and I've had some of the others and really not enjoyed them and I could probably have another can of this and I would be quite happy um, so yeah seven and a half for me I think is a very solid but not exciting beer from me so did you tell people why I wasn't here last week no absolutely not so I went to the Boundary Tap Takeover at Port Street instead of uh, recording the podcast with uh, yeah. Um, I, I had actually forgotten that was quite the and reason. Chris. And um, yeah, very nice it was too. But more fun was had later with um, some collections from the fridge oh. of uh, Brewdog. Uh, okay. Brewdog's bottle fridge in Manchester is amazing. And I had some fairly stunning train beers, but for the first time in a long time, I was so drunk I didn't remember going to bed. <laughs> so. So what were these stunning? Like, what was your pick of the night? And you see, I knew you were going to ask me that. Yeah, and you um, can't remember. And I can't remember one <laughs> single one of them. But I remember having AB twenty, uh, which was good, uh, interesting. Okay. Um, and then we had something else really expensive, and it was a really expensive bottle. Train beer fridge raid, but very, very good and very enjoyable. But uh, yeah, that was. Like, I'm sure Chris might remember, but he's a long way away. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Boundary. Yeah. Um, very good. Interesting like, brewery, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very surprised. I went with not massive expectations because I haven't had a lot from them, and left uh, a lot more impressed than I than I arrived. Very and good. then we then walked into Brewdog in uh, Manchester and who was there but the uh, the team from Buxton who were doing a tap takeover. Oh, yes, so of course. Two tap takeovers in, a, in the same city on the same night. It was... Uh, very good ones as well. Very good ones. Excellent. Yeah, so good times were had by all. Yeah. Okay, we should... We've gone the 14 minutes. 14 minutes, wow. We should drink up and shut up. Yeah, go on then. We are... Done.